Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Her Daily Drive, everyone. With me on my couch is Savan. Savan is a leader with diverse expertise spanning travel, hospitality, chaplaincy, youth work, advocacy, community development, ministry, and organizational leadership. Savan coaches leaders across diverse sectors and also volunteers her leadership experience for networks such as MICA Australia and Global Leadership Network Australia. Savan's refugee background inspire her with profound understanding of aid and development complexities, driving her passion to equip individuals for purposeful impact in their world. She's married with three wonderful teenagers, and as a family, they enjoy outdoors, traveling, and trying new cuisines. So welcome, Savan. I'm going to call you Sab because I just feel like that's who I know you as, and it will just slip out as Sab. Sounds great. Thank you for having me, Sarah. No worries. Before we get started today, can you tell us three go-to essentials that you're loving lately? Oh, gosh. Okay. One of them, and I'm... I swear I'm not being paid for ads. Um, it's an aloe drink. Like mm-hmm. a friend of mine who works for Grace Cosmetics says, you got to drink this thing for your gut because, you know, I'm aging and the gut doesn't work as well. <laughs> but I love I love the taste of it mm-hmm. and I think it's been really great. Um, the other one has been um, a bit more on a serious note, probably my the Sabbath that mm-hmm. I'm keeping. So I kind of in my life has come in and out of keeping the Sabbath more um, regularly mm-hmm. and in this past law season it's been the most regular thing I do and I'm really loving that mm-hmm. and this one's a bit of a guilty pleasure um, I just started watching Chicago Fire wait have I seen that maybe not <laughs> I don't know yeah I only and you know what I've noticed is there's there's no swear words yes. or anything like that it's just I, I just love the heroic yes. thing about it I so love that. I'm loving that I don't that. think I'm watching Chicago Fire but it was another fire one and I found the same I was like it's great <laughs> <laughs> I love that can you tell us a bit about your journey so far my journey in this probably last three years or so mm-hmm. has been one of discerning with God about how do I best you know serve him so I've been a part of a really wonderful church and have served in many roles predominantly in this past season raising young leaders and seeing them come to know who God is and who they are in him. And I love that season, but probably the last three years have felt um, like God was asking for me to consider more, mm-hmm. that there might be more for me to do. So my journey so far is I actually um, finished up in my role and in the liminal space at the moment and asking the Lord whatever is next mm-hmm. that he has for me. And my current day-to-day looks like me trying to finish my Master's of Leadership. <laughs> But I'm also enrolled to do the AICD Australian Company Directors course. But I'm also a part of some really wonderful organisations like Global Leadership Network in Australia, Micro Australia, and Baptist World Aid, mm-hmm. and um, jumping on different positions and, and on the board for like symbioses as well. So yeah, amazing, very busy. Sab, what are you going to talk with us about today? I love to be able to talk about this idea of being in the liminal space and what happens in that time. Why do you think it's so important for us to even talk about um, having a liminal space or using that time wisely? Because I don't think there is time. Mm -hmm. I I think we all don't feel like we have time. Time is such a precious commodity. So the liminal space can sometimes feel like a luxury Mm -hmm. when really it's a resetting, it's a recalibration of life. And I don't think you get it many times in throughout your life 
but there are definitely seasons where you do get to have a bit of time to consider what God may have for you next. And, and it's important to, to really use this time. Well, actually my mentor said to me, don't waste it. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, just don't waste it. Like, mm. you know, liminal doesn't mean you do nothing. It just means you're a little bit more purpose um, in yes. your listening to God and yes. in your way that you are with your family in the next project that you might say yes to. So in, in actual fact, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> Being in the liminal space is not as romantic as what people think. Yeah. But it's actually a really great place to um, recalibrate and mm-hmm. to reposture your heart towards the next season. What has been your experience with the liminal space? Oh, I think you can't plan it. I think it's my experience is that it's a gift to me and I need to see it as that. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you, you know, leave a, um, I guess, a paying job that you love and you're going to a season of not being paid, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can freak out on the inside, right? But really, like, I, I kind of ask God for it. Like, in my prayers, I'm saying, Lord, lead me. Lord, use me. Lord, take me to the place you want me to go. Yeah. We all say these prayers, right? And then he goes, okay, great. And so the next space is actually a breathing space. So it's a gift to mm-hmm. be able to pause in such a busy time of life, um, busy society. Be- There's so much noise mm-hmm. that's competing for our attention. And he's saying, I want you to be in this liminal space. It's hard because you don't have a rhythm that a workplace or um, other projects might drive you to and you are actually establishing new rhythms, which allows you to kind of go back to the foundations and say, have I got this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so one, one of the new things I'm doing in my little space. Yeah, great. Tell us. I was going to say, what are some <laughs> things you're doing? Like you say it's purposeful. Oh. Like what are you actually having to yeah, do? Yeah. So one of the things I'm doing is actually the practice of solitude. Mm. Now, it sounds also great to kind of drown that noise, but within the first 10 seconds of solitude, your inner voice or your inner noise is so loud mm. and not knowing how to calm those things down to actually be in the place of complete surrender of your mind and your soul to God. So I'm up to like three and a half minutes of yeah, solitude wow. without feeling like I need to empty my mind and do the to-do list or, you know, um, so that's a new practice mm. in this time. And that's been a gift too, because there, there's something really calming and soothing, <laughs> learning how to disassociate yourself from the noise that bothers you or takes your attention to really try to hear from God and, mm. and what he is saying. Um, so that's one thing I'm doing. The other thing I'm trying to do in this liminal space is go, how do I be present with my family? Now, they're mm-hmm. teenagers. They have different rhythms and routines. So one thing I'm doing, sounds ridiculous, but I'm making lunches again mm-hmm. for my teenagers. And I know everyone's, all the parents are like, no, teenagers, they can do it themselves. <laughs> my husband's saying, what are you doing that for? But also, can you make me some? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I just feel like it's time where I actually have a gift of time to give them mm-hmm. and to express my love in the way to say that, hey, I know you're busy and instead of just grabbing, I don't know, things from the pantry, I can make you fresh food and that you can, uh, you know, things like that or driving them to school. Again, my husband, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like I have time to do that. And um, and I'm loving the conversations we're having in Mm. the car and all the incidentals that you live life together, you get to do when you 
are together. So I love so, that the incidental moments. It's great. It's really, it's really great. Like you're learning new things. Yeah. They're new interests. They're new things. So it's not like when they get home from school and you do twenty questions. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so. How was your day? What did you do? What's your new thought? What's your new dream? What's it? You know, you're not doing that. So in a car for twenty minutes or whatever, you're just chatting, mm. and they're just telling you things. And and as a mom, that is precious. Yeah. Like to be able to have that. Whereas I was working before, so I'd be like, see ya drop you off the bus and yeah. off you go. But now in this space of time, that's my new routine is, mm-hmm. is be able to take them to school, making them meals. Yeah. And um, I'm baking again. I haven't baked for a long time. I burnt my brownies yesterday because oh. <laughs> I forgot to set the timer. But anyway, it's, it's become like a chocolate cookie now. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite fudgy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just doing, I yeah. mean, those are practical things. Yeah. But the other thing would be is, I would say for me is getting into the word of God and sit in the mm. word of God. I, you know, it's not a task I'm ticking off anymore. It's, it's like, Oh, I really feel like reading right now. Mm. <laughs> so I can just read. Yeah, and, great. um, yeah, so I'm treating it as a gift. It is purposeful because mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm nourishing my family. I'm nourishing mm. my soul and, um, and I'm sleeping. Yeah. Which is also great. And being a mom and you, you're a mom of young kids. Sleep is essential and I feel like I'm I have twin boys and an older daughter I feel like I'm still catching up for my sleep from when they Mm. were kids you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like my body's resting as well yeah I love that Mm. with the aloe water yeah with the aloe water (laughs) twice a day amazing (laughs) and then you also said you have a mentor do you get a mentor specifically for this time that walks you through I think that's great yeah absolutely actually um working towards the liminal space Mm. or like Working towards the next season, it does have to be liminal. Liminal means it's the now and the not yet. Yeah. You know, kind of in this transit kind of space, which I have felt throughout my life mm. often. But going into that season when you, you know, a little bit more seasoned and a little bit more listening to God, you kind of know, oh, I, th- I feel like I really need some direction. Mm. So, you know, I've had leadership coaches and they've been great. You know, they teach you things, they push you and all those things are great. But about two years ago, I really felt that I might need actually a spiritual director. (laughs) And um, so I did, knowing Mm. that, you know, the time was coming that I might actually leave my role. So I got the spiritual director and we had the season together. So it was only for a short season. But in that time, I really felt it helped me move into the liminal space well. But one of the things he said to me was, I think you really need a mentor. And I mean, we have different mentors throughout our life, different Mm. people speak into our lives. But actually... um, connected with someone recently overseas who I felt like I feel like you get me but I also see you and I want you to keep me accountable and she said yes so I um so I just asked her for 12 months is it we only committed to each other for 12 months yeah great I said in this season I just need someone to keep me accountable and Mm -hmm. to be um and to also help me work through not so much what to say yes or no to but how how am I listening to God in this season how Mm -hmm. am I responding how am I being courageous we had one session already yeah, and she nailed me in the first session <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> so I'm like okay I think you're the right mentor yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. and I don't know about you but I feel like as women and I mean men too sure but like this is you know her daily drive mm-hmm. as women I'm like I've noticed recently that we love bouncing ideas off each other like we actually need someone to talk things out with and yeah. I don't know like it's just been really great like in community with people and other women to talk yeah. about your dreams your hopes where you're heading I-, I think so too so I would go out and look for someone who you admire in mm. not unattainable but someone who 
Not admire because they've just done all these amazing things, but admire because of their character mm. in the way they walk with God. And, and you can sense that in the first yeah. couple of a few minutes of meeting yeah. someone, you know. The other thing I would say about the liminal space too is it's not nothingness. So mm. you're not doing nothing. You're doing lots of little things. But probably one of the things that probably for our listeners is what I have found to be um, something I'm working through, let's mm-hmm. just say right now, is how to dream, yeah. how to dream again. And um, and in this season of dreaming, I, um, you know, I like I said, mentioned earlier, I'm on a, on a couple of boards and I'm, you know, going through the vision mission and making sure that, like, I'm being a good board director, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know. What I love about one of the um, organisations that I'm on the board for is this idea of I dream of a better world. Mm. And Micah has this thing that says, you know, um, we want to build a world that is safe for all. So for me, I'm sitting in the space of, okay, God, the next thing I'm going to say yes to, what is my role? in the world that is better, Mm. in the world that is safer, in the world that promotes human flourishing, in the world where there are, you know, men and women leading together, in the world where children have opportunities Mm. to have education. And we know that in the majority world that isn't the case. So what is my role in that? So sometimes we can look at the world and we are in a poly crisis in the world, turn on the news and there's a war, there's a shooting, there's something happening in the world that is so tragic. But in this liminal space, even though I know those things are there, I'm being challenged to think of the opposite, to dream of the world that God's created for us to yeah. live in, to dream of the the now and the not yet, the not yet that is to come. Yeah. And I want to make sure that whatever I say yes to next is that, you yeah. know, is helping towards that picture that I'm dreaming about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would say use the time while if you're in a similar space, in a similar season, you know, um, God gives us such great imaginations. Mm. And if we listen to his heart or read his word long enough, yeah. we know that he dreams of a better world too. And he, he wants the world to be safe for most people. Mm. He wants, not most, for all people. And, yeah, I, I want to be a part of that. I can't wait to see what you do next. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Sarah. Me too. (laughs) Have there been times, I mean, I know we're only in February, but have Mm. there been times where you felt discouraged and you're like, okay, how do I keep pursuing this liminal space? Like you even talked about solitary and being like, okay, Mm. that was a bit challenging for a while. Mm. What inspires and encourages you when you feel like it's a bit challenging? Oh, I think going back to um, the journals that I Mm. have jotted down, in the season leading up to the liminal space, there were some encouragements that came from God's people. Probably even letters to myself. I do. Mm. I'm a bit crazy like that. I write a letter to myself often. Yeah. And um, the, th- the stuff I used to do with my students, you know, write a letter to yes, yourself. You <laughs> and I do my own as well. And I get them as well. Yeah. So I even go to the point of posting them to myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I go back to those words and yeah. I remember why I'm here, why I said yes to this. There was a season where, in, in, in the season of working it out, lots of people around me were asking, what's next for you? Mm. What's next for you? And I remember thinking like, oh, I desperately want to answer that. And the Lord really challenged me one morning when I was on a walk with him. I was like, okay, God, were well, you telling me this stuff? So what is next? Mm. Tell it to me now. And, he's, and it was so clear. He said, 
stop asking mm. and just believe that, you know, I have something for you. So I kind of walked away with this kind of idea that instead of asking what's next, that's a human effort and it's natural mm. and it's fine to ask um, to try and define your next season so then you can quickly go and make it happen, yeah. right? Whereas the posture of whatever is next becomes more about the posture of whatever God has mm. for me next, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that encourages me. I have to yeah. remember that when I'm so desperate to define my weeks and define what I'm doing next, I'm saying whatever is next. Mm. And often I find people don't know what to say after that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, great. Let us know when you know. <laughs> I'm like, great, me too. I'll let you know when I know. And yeah. um, But it keeps my heart um, at a place of seeking him mm-hmm. and at a place of being open, not trying to define my life according to, you know, my qualifications or my mm-hmm. giftings. Although I know that God would use all of those things, it's probably more of, you know, whatever is next. We have to believe mm-hmm. that he's already has ordained it for us and that, that it looks better than what we can imagine. Yeah. So I have to believe that. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I feel discouraged yeah. and I feel like my bank account really needs a little bit of a boost, yeah. I'm like, no, God, I know you have this yeah, and it's that. whatever is next. Mm-hmm. And that's not being um, flippant about my responsibilities and all of those things to my kids and mm-hmm. earning money and that kind of stuff. So I'm not encouraging that. I'm just encouraging the posture of, for a season, learn to say whatever is next. Mm, I love that. Mm. That's so great. Mm. What does the Bible say about this? Oh, my gosh. The Bible says so much. The Bible is such a mystery. Like, there's some things that are so clear and then other things is like the mysteries of God, right? And... I mean, in Ephesians, it says, you know, that um, before the foundations of the world, that God had us in mind and that he had prepared good works for us to do. Mm. I mean, that sounds amazing. You hear it, you go, oh, that sounds nice. But when you dissect that, before the beginning of the world, before the foundations of the world, God had you in mind. Mm. Like, that is insane, like, to, to think that's true. And if you do believe in your faith that that is true, then everything else that follows is true. Before... We came into existence, God already knew us Mm -hmm. and formed us in his mind. And then he forms us, you know, into flesh and, and then he's prepared good works for us to do. So if he knows, then all we are doing is just walking in obedience. Mm. So the liminal space is a season of obedience. Yeah. Like I I think that's what the Bible says about it. I think he talks about, you know, revelation, the book of revelation will tell you that it's, you know, it's the now and the not yet. Here's a mm. king that's coming, but we can't see him and know mm. what that's going to look like. But I'm giving you a taste of what that looks like. Yeah. So, you know, so there's always yeah. a taste throughout the scriptures for us to feast on. And then there's the faith in us that has, you know, expectation to what mm. is to come. So I think he talks about it all the time. Yeah. Actually, the, I was thinking about this, like who in the Bible really, like, you know, exemplify this as an Mm. example i would say um philip Mm. um and the ethiopian eunuch was kind of like that that's how i feel when i describe my space you know he's in the height of his um when you read in acts he's in the height of his ministry he's you know casting out demons he's preaching and then god says i want you to go to the desert road Mm. and that's all the instruction he gives him so he goes and he's literally transported to the desert road and waits and waits and then the chariot comes along and there's an Ethiopian eunuch. He's reading, you know, from the scriptures. 
And the story continues to tell us that, you know, Philip then kind of jumps in the chariot, tells him about the scriptures and they baptized him. And, and we think, and we believe that this man went back to Ethiopia and spread the gospel from there. So when I think about the liminal space and the example, I would say that's kind of it. You could be in the height of something and then God says, I want to put your attention somewhere else for a moment. Yeah, and back on him. And back on him. Yeah. And then you're reliant on him. I mean, Philip's like going, I can imagine, I'm extrapolating. If I'm in a desert, I'm like, (laughs) what's going on? Why am I here? There's work for me to do over there. Yeah. He goes, I just want you to wait. Yeah. And then then someone comes along and they're the one that needs to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. the love of God or the message of Jesus. And he positions you there Mm. for that reason. So I think the liminal space is a lot like that. Yeah. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Oh, gosh. I think my encouragement is to take every season as a gift from God. Mm. And not in every season do you feel like that you need to have all the answers. Just be present with him, Mm. with the surroundings he's given you. I, I don't know who listens to this, and I can imagine that if we were to take a poll that we all be in different stages of life and different places in life. And also geographically, mm. you know, we be living in different spaces. So wherever you are, God is there. Yeah. And um, if you're wanting to reach out to him, he's there. The scripture tells us very clearly. And I would say just spend the time and the season you have. Don't wish it away. Mm. If you're a young mom, don't wish it away yeah. because yeah. soon enough there'll be teenagers. Yeah. And if you were in the teen years, you know, with kids, don't wish that away either because soon there'll be adults and leaving mm. home and, and so on and so forth. If you're single and listening to this, don't wish that time away because there's some things that you can do as a single person that someone who yeah. is attached with lots of people with them can't do. Mm. And there's a purpose in every season. Yeah. So enjoy it as much as you can because you know, and listen to God in that season because mm. he'll tell you why you're in that season. I love that so much. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming today. Thank you Driving for having me. Coast. It's been love wonderful. being here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I don't know about you, but I always leave feeling challenged, inspired, and encouraged to continue seeking a deeper relationship with Jesus. For notifications on future episodes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.